0: Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want you to um, consider the types of influences that shape your writing or your settings, because that way, when you are talking with your audience, you have a way to connect to either another book, and preferably a book and a movie, and I'm going to tell you why. Not everybody has read a particular title out there in the world of a book. Especially if you're talking about the young adult population, they may not have an extensive library or access to books the way that adults do. So they may, you know, know the big names of books. Um, but what they know is Netflix. They know movies. They know Prime Video. But Netflix is really the language of the youth Um And so, I would suggest that you learn some of their movies, some of the things that they watch, um, the shows that they watch, and try to pattern either a character. Like, let's say um, you've written a book, and it has got this um, really cool villain in it. And then you're like, okay, well, this has got a cool villain. Well, this reminds me of this movie y'all watched one time where there was a villain on there. And you actually, like, I like Kingpin. Um, don't judge me. But on Daredevil. And so the Daredevil is on Netflix. And you can say, you know, it's the villain you love to hate. And like Kingpin. And so you can start saying things like that. Um, and then maybe they've watched the Deadpool series. Um And so, I say that to you because you want hooks into your books, and you want ways to express, you know, things about your books that can say, oh, okay, so while they're reading, they can say, okay, I can see why the author thinks it's like this. Now, I saw an author do this, and while I was in the audience, I was like, okay, I see what they're trying to do, because they asked the question, how many of you have ever read Percy Jackson, and then how many of you have ever read The Hunger Games? Well, if you put both of those together, then you've got, you know, and everybody knew Divergent, Hunger Games, Percy Jackson, Harry Potter. Um, not everybody, but I will say a large percentage, they either read it or watched the movies. So I found that that was a way that that audience could connect, even if they haven't read a book about it, they knew at least the characters. Um, and the kind of if they like the movie style, or well, if they can't blame that, they can't face that on Percy Jackson. But you know what I mean. So when I'm thinking about the ways I talk about my books and what generates the most excitement is when I do start comparing them to shows. The thing is, is the shows that I like, okay, so y'all know I'm 44, y'all know the shows that I like. I grew up in the 80s and the 90s watching certain shows and they've stayed with me forever. Like, I still love to watch reruns and thank God for Amazon Prime video. I do not get sponsored by them, but if anybody's working for Amazon right now and you say, okay, Jennifer, that'd be a great sponsorship for you because we have an Amazon Prime. Of course, we do because I order so many books and I order so many things from Amazon. I even order my pantry from Amazon. Um, I love the pantry. I've already, I figured out, it helps with my budget. I have figured out what's cheaper on Pantry than even was what at my food line Walmart. And so, I order the things that I can save money on that are staple products. Um, And so, I use Amazon tons. I also use it for Amazon video. Um, For so long, we only went to Netflix for our videos, and we had Amazon video. It's like, I get these emails that would kind of say, Don't forget, you've got access to these videos or shows. And then I buy things off of Amazon, and I rent movies. Like, this week, I'm renting a movie. Um, And so, I've done, you know, the buying options, the renting options. Because who's going to keep... VHS is around anymore, right? No, or tapes. I'm not doing CDs. I'm not doing all that. My husband has tons of them, and they're stashed just like my books are because we don't have a place to put them. Um, so with me, sometimes when I'm talking to a reader, I understand that they don't know my movie references, and so that's when I have to dig a little deeper and start talking language that they do know. Um, so, for example, if I'm talking about the Hartwell Chronicles, since it's Halloween, I'm going to bring that one up. And people will say, wow, you know, what's that movie about? And I'll tell them, you know, that it is horror, that it is about possession. And, um, and I'll tell them that I um, drew inspiration from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, people in my age range will know Buffy. And so, I love talking about Buffy with people. And I'll say, oh my gosh, and did y'all love the angel character? And then we'll start talking him. And, and, you know, we'll talk about how much we actually like Spike, you know? So, um, and then Spike ends up turning good, right? It's like, oh, I didn't mean to do spoiler alerts, but that's the stuff that, you know, I'll talk about with people that are my age. Because if you look on the cover of the Heartwell Chronicles... It does have this Buffy feel to it because that's what I asked my cover designer to do because I was inspired by Buffy. Um, I thought of the Hartwell Chronicles as being a series show, just like Buffy. Like The number one book was going to be strictly... um, You know the story. Then I wanted to do the rest, like television series shows. Um, I got that idea from a lady who's who did Twisted Saga. Um, She made hers into episodes, and I thought that that was really cool. um, I'll beta read for her. And I thought that was a great idea. And she was also a movie producer, movie screenwriter. And so she had that concept in mind. And so she navigated towards that and she wrote a novel that way. And so I will say, you know, looking at creative ways to do the rest of the Hartwell chronicles i honestly have considered doing a series like that where the book one is just a whole backstory how she began right that's kind of like the pilot um but it's extensive you know it, it goes into everything and then the rest of the books would be um short ins and outs like the the television shows um but we'll see where the lord gives me um direction for that, but that is a concept idea that I have considered since I read the Twisted Saga series. Um, Okay, so I'll talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with, um, I'll also say the Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets the Exorcist, okay, because there is the exorcism piece in there, and It is a little like for Sam he said it was a little spooky now my friend was like no it's not scary I'm like great I'm so glad another one said it was very dark and it was you know they know things exist in the world but I went kind of dark and I'm like okay Um, it's about possession it can't be light Um, and so I do try to say that I'm not trying to compare mine is nothing as scary as that but I just wanted to throw that out there to you guys, and I'll use partners together. So I'll say, "Was so Buffy the Vampire Slayer is really, you know, that's for young adult, middle grades audiences. So I'll say, you know, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets, so I'll use that word, and then I'll say the exorcist and the Golden Girls. And then that'll kind of get the laugh at the end because if it's the exorcist, it could turn people away, but they still need to know it's about demonic possession. And then the Golden Girls, if anybody knows Blanche and the Golden Girls, then I want to make sure that they understand there's an elder paranormal group in this book that I absolutely love, like I love them so much, and they play an instrumental role as well, and so I want them to think of the Golden Girls when they're reading my book, and they're thinking of the Psychic Sisters because my mama loved the Golden Girls. Um, I grew up watching that with her, and reruns, so I will tell you that Golden Girls um, was like a given in my household. So. With me saying all of that, you know, that, then the people will go, oh, okay, 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 yeah, that sounds cool. And somehow those three match. And I just honestly, guys, I prayed over it and I thought about the scenes in the book and I did different characters um, in the book. Now, when someone um, baited for me, beta read for me for Bridges, and then someone um, edited for me, my editor for Bridges, they actually said that they thought that it was Twilighty with a T Y. Hilarious! It was very Twilighty. Um, so there are not enough young readers today that are reading Twilight. When I mention Twilight, they'll go, "Oh, I haven't read it yet." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, really?" Now I, you, you can love me or hate me by saying this, but I was a huge Twilight fan. Like I have all the Barbies. Like I absolutely love Twilight. Um, I have the T-shirts, the Barbies the tote bag you know like I had all of my merchandise that's why I love author merchandise because I loved it so much I wanted to provide that for my fans when I build them up to go over they can go and get you know a Lyric Harper bag or they can go and get a sweatshirt um, I would have loved the Twilight sweatshirt never got one I only had t-shirts like Team Edward if you need to know and um, And uh, t-shirts with, like, the Twilight emblem on it. um, I had so many, so many, okay? Yes, Hot Topic was my friend. Um, And so, I will say, it's still my friend. I love Hot Topic. Not sponsored by them either, but um, love Hot Topic. So, here I am uh, thinking of different movies, and sometimes they'll just come out, like, Um, With Lyric Harper, because it's a fantasy and mythology, the first thing you have to do is talk about Percy Jackson, because all the kids know it. Like, I've never met a kid that didn't know at least Percy Jackson by movie or by the book. Um, And so I talk about world mythologies with Lyric. So I do ease in conversations with that. Now, with my children's book with the raptor revolution that one is super easy to be able to connect with people about because this could turn into like any kind of animated series Sam was like mama if someone asked to make a live action from the raptor revolution can you please tell them no I want it to be animated He said, they're gonna mess it up if it's live action. So whatever that's going on right now, my son loved the live action Jungle Book. Um, He's watched it multiple times. I don't know, um, he has his, um, I guess expectations very high for live action. So sometimes he said they epically fail at them and other times they get it right. Like the Jungle Book, he says they got it right. So the other day, you know, we were talking about The Raptor, and he was like, I really want it to be animated, Mama. Well, I would love it to be anything, Samuel. (laughs) Anything, anything. But I understand where he's coming from, but it gives a great starting point to be able to discuss books. So, you know, if people are asking me about The Raptor, I would love to know that people had watched, um, like, war movies with animals. But when I mentioned them, so there was a movie. My husband hasn't even seen it, and, he's, and it's about pigeons, and it's called Valiant, and I love it so much. It's about messenger pigeons. If you guys haven't seen that movie, I don't know why people don't know that one. I will bring Valiant up, and they're like, what? Um, there's birds in it. There's... Um, this about war. They're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Okay, never mind." And so I'll say over the hedge. Oh yeah, and I'll say brother bear or it's about um, you know, just think about animals in the forest. Um and so as soon as I say um animated, that's all I really have to say. And then or I can start it off in the conversation. What's your favorite animated movie? And then I can ask them, the people that are at my book signing, like the, you know, like the kids at my book signing, what's your favorite animated movie? And then I'll say, okay, so just imagine you watching an animated movie with the animals banding together to go up against the red-tailed hawks. And when I say it like that, it kind of is like, oh, it's kind of like a movie. Um, because Sam told me that he could see the movie in his head when he's reading the rap when we were reading the raptor revolution he also has told me this week um that he can see lyric and so going to lyric lyric i think about like fame okay so i think of but not many people know fame however th- some people still know the reference to high school musical and they know can rock and things like that so if you say you know. Percy Jackson meets Fame, meets High School Musical. Maybe you can kind of get someone, or you know, like if they knew, um, Beach Street is cannot. I cannot compare to Beach Street though. Electric Boogaloo, probably. Like if I could, if I could actually use that terminology, but it would have to be in the 40s and the 50s ranges for you guys. Y'all would know what I'm talking about. But the young adults today and the middle grade students, they are not watching Electric Boogaloo. So. Um, can't use that one as a reference. And so you see where I'm going with this. Um, and you can talk them out. You can tell your family. You can say, okay, guys, I need help coming up with current movies. So my kids love Netflix too. And so they're always like, Solomon's watched all the Pinky Blinders and I haven't seen it. Like they watch things. My kids watch things on Netflix that I don't. Like I've watched the House on Haunted Hill series. Um, but if you don't like horror, then you're not going to watch that. So you need to find out what people are kind of watching. Just say, hey, what have you been watching on Netflix lately? That can give you a database And then you can go on and even if you don't have time to watch them, you can at least kind of look up summaries or you can just trust your friends that they're not leading you astray. And then if you've got friends, relatives, beta readers, people that are reading your book, why don't you ask them? They're your best point of contact, too, because they could—they have a wealth of movies, TV shows that they've cataloged in their experience, and you can ask them the simple question on your beta sheet if you're doing beta questions. If you could compare this to a TV series or a movie, which ones would come to mind? Make a list, please. (laughs) You don't just have to say one, because like I said, if you do this meets this meets this, then out of those three, you might get a hook in with at least one of those, and I think that's the smarter way to do it. Um, I learned this from my publishing company, too. so my publishing company, when she put my announcement in Publishers Weekly, when you're you're on um, in a publishing company, they will make an announcement and they will tell when the books um, have been picked up and when you've been signed by an, by an agency or when you've been signed, you know, when you've been signed by a publisher. And so the way that she described my book, I honestly thought that she was shortening. You guys can laugh i thought she was shortening my title because she wrote sweetie pie sweetie pie meets sweet home alabama and that's how my publisher described my book and you can go look it up on publishers weekly i'm talking about sweet potato Jones, um and so that's and she gave the little blurb now they wrote all of that they did not consult with me about it um I was like that's so cool and so one day i was at a coaches meeting and i was with my literacy coach peeps and we were talking and i was like yeah i was like you know the publisher said sweetie pie meets sweet home alabama and this lady started screaming and clapping her hands and she was like oh my god she compared it to sweetie pies and i'm like i was so clueless y'all and i'm like sweetie pies is that something She was like, Jennifer, where have you been? It's on the Oprah Network. And I'm like, I don't have the. I have not watched the Oprah Network. I'm like, I don't have television. I don't have direct TV or anything. And I don't don't have a cable box. We don't have anything like that. We just do like, we do streaming. We do Netflix and we do Amazon Prime. And we do ESPN app for UFC. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, what is it? And I still haven't been able to watch it. Um, but my publisher said it was that. And so she told me all about it. So here's this lady. She's at a diner. She takes in these people that they're like, um, I think she said they were ex- um, convicts, and um, they—it's kind of like they rehabilitate the prisoner and all this. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious?" And I was like, "For real." And so, sweetie pies is something that connected with that person um and that means that other people other than me maybe people that have cable (laughs) and can't afford such boxes of mystery um you know maybe they have knowledge of sweetie pies so when they saw what my publisher did but i think that that's a very good tactic to do to hook people in and then the next things that came out of her mouth she was like well if she says it's like that I can't wait to read it. And I'm like, well, I'm glad. So it wasn't anything about me at all. Like, you would think, okay, as many people as I know in the literacy world, that I would be a New York Times bestseller right now. You would really think that. And, and published, self-published authors can make it, guys. Okay? We can. It's based on yourselves. You can make it. Um, so I'm not telling you it's impossible. However, you would think... That everybody that I knew would buy my book. That they don't. They're so, like, I could probably count the people on my hand. That have, like, Tanya, my Aunt Dot. Um, my, Miss, my friend, Melanie. My friend, Carol. My friend, Pooja. Two of them are writing friends. And they're supporting my work. Um, because they know I support their work. Um, see, I just counted them on my hands, not even family, like, no. So you would think, <laughs> so you've got to get like, if you can't generate the, the sales, even within your own family and circle, then maybe the movie hooks in the TV series hooks can help you sell, um, can help you connect and it would at least give them a frame of reference. So, I am challenging you today to really think through your um, current whip. Like, if you're working on something right now, go ahead and start thinking about ways to pitch this. Because you're going to have to pitch it. I need to do a better job at the way that I do my descriptions. Um, I understand that. Um, I've been looking at a lot of different descriptions. Like, people will put inside their descriptions. They'll put the... um, what beta readers have said about their work um, before it's being published. They'll put um, reviews in. They'll go in and they'll edit it for, make longer descriptions. Um, I'm watching, guys. I'm learning. And so next year that, you know, I'm always knowing that I'm going to make improvements. And so that's stuff that you could also put in your descriptions. Like, so when people read it, if they don't hear you say, you know, sweetie pie, you know, meets Sweet Home, Alabama. Then they could read it in your descriptions. So I'm talking about your descriptions when you are putting it up on your digital platforms, or when you're putting it up on whatever Pod or um, Create Space, like whatever it is that you're using as your form of um, sale point for your print-on-demands. So I would suggest you really look into expanding your descriptions. And that's something that I'm going to do like an overhaul next year. I'm not going to do an overhaul of my covers. I love my covers. I'm not going to change my fiction covers. I am going to change all of my nonfiction covers. I made all of my nonfiction covers myself. Um, I'm gonna to continue to make my nonfiction covers until 2020, and my goal is to do a complete rehaul on all of my nonfiction books. Um, I've got a plan, people. I've got a plan. Um, and so I'm gonna make another um podcast about that. But there's a particular book that I'm gonna model after, and I want in my hand um to be able to talk with you guys about it and the inspirations. There's there's actually two books that um, have been inspirations for me this year in 2019 on how to make my nonfiction work better. And so I challenge you that when you are reading and you're out there in the world and you're looking at books and bookstores, if you're like me, oh my gosh, I love to go to bookstores and open books, especially in the nonfiction section section, in the Christian fiction and Christian Spiritual help books, and I love just looking through the journals. Um, take pictures of things that you love, start cataloging. So that way, not only are you describing your books in a fresh way, but that you can always update your books in fresh ways. So that's what my goal is for, I've already thought about that and prayed about 2020. Um, I'm going to do a 2020 episode. Um, I might end up doing that one on the way home today, but um, I'm almost at work. Um, You guys keep me. Um, not so stressed on my big drive all the way to, to my job in the morning. I really appreciate you guys. I know that um, I have received emails like this week about equipment that I could get and, and things like that. But guys, it's really great. I love you. Um, I just don't have the funds to get the fancy studio stuff right now. However, um, I feel like just me being able to connect with you is something special for me. And I hope that you can get a tip or two out of here. Um, wow, there's looks like a no, that's not a wreck. That's just an awkward. Okay. Um, but I'm glad that you understand my life. And so, when you say, well, how do you have time to watch all these movies? Well, maybe that's why when it's like a magical Christmas wedding, you know, Quantum Leap is my reference. I love Quantum Leap. And guess who knows Quantum Leap? People in my age range. Young young kids aren't going to know Quantum Leap, but I did not write that book for young adults. I wrote that book for adult audiences. So, guess who I'm going to talk about every time? I'm going to talk about Quantum Leap, and I'm going to say, Sam, you know... In Mac, you know, they're very similar in a lot of ways, but different in the same time. And there is no owl. There is a Chancellor in there, but that she doesn't have her an owl that can come and, you know, say what Ziggy says. And people that have watched Quantum Leap, they know exactly what I'm saying. Quantum Leap is one of my number one all-time favorite series shows forever in my life. Um... And I'm still watching Quantum Leaps today. Like the series is, they're on Amazon. Okay, so you can find Quantum Leap if you've never watched it. I'm gonna challenge you to do that, and so you'll kind of know uh, a magical Christmas wedding. And so I just want to encourage you guys today to always look for fresh new ways to talk about your books, to bring your books to life. Um, you can go online and and make movie posters for your books that's something that i have not done yet i have done movie trailers um i just did a magical christmas wedding movie trailer i'm going to talk you guys through about movie trailers again but i'm going to combine that with movie posters so we need movie posters and movie trailers um to appeal to our audiences, and it would be a really great promotional flyer, so that's going to be another, um, episode too. so stick around, I'm always coming up with something to challenge myself, and then turn it right back on to you, um, to get you thinking about this author world, now that my writing is done, and I'm purely reading for pleasure, what? I'm getting ready to finish up Kate's world, and I'm moving into Roald Dahl's world. And so after that, I'm probably going to go to E.B. White because E.B. White, I absolutely love The Trump of the Swan, um, and I love um, just E.B. White's style. I love Stuart Little. I love um, those two are my favorites. And then I also love Charlotte's Web. Um, So I might live a little bit with E.B. White, too, um, after. So I'll I'll see. But, you know, I'm trying to think of just my favorite books that I read with Solomon and Samuel growing up, either for read aloud at night, um, and then I want to live in their worlds for a little bit. So um, I challenge you to always push yourself and extend yourself. I'm challenging my friends right now for Facebook Lives. They're like, oh my gosh, Jennifer, really? Yes, really. They're like, I'm like, you can do this work. You can do this. And they're like, well, you know, I don't have a reader. I don't have viewers. And I'm like, well, you can. You can grow. So I want to, I want you to understand, if you start with one, speak like you're talking to 10,000. I've told you that early on in our podcasting career together. So there's actually an episode that I talk about that. If one person comes in your book signing, imagine that you've just had 10,000 people come to your book signing. That's amazing. You've just contacted one person that you didn't know before. We've got to change our mindset. And embrace every day. And embrace the journey. And if we can. Hey. We weren't zero. Last year. Before the podcast. I was at zero. Now look where we are as a tribe. As an author community. And. I was at zero. On Twitter. And Instagram. And my Facebook author page. Now look where I am. Yeah. It's slow. I'm moving slow. But I'm moving. And as long as you're moving. Then you need to give yourself props um and so always grow always challenge yourself and find new ways to connect and so i challenge you guys to do that today with these movies and tv shows especially trying to pull out some things on netflix so i'm very thankful that i have netflix family they can talk to me about movies and books off of netflix i mean books movies and tv shows off of netflix or series shows off of Netflix, Netflix originals and things like that. So that way, when I'm talking, I can kind of breathe some of that into my conversations. So um, if you don't know it all, like I don't know it all, uh, depend upon your family and friends to help you out too. And your readers, ask your readers, if you've read any of my books, what movies or TV shows would would you compare them to? Or would you say they could fit alongside the electronic shelves on netflix like if you know on netflix where it'll say you've watched this and then at the bottom it'll scroll if you like that you can watch you can watch this now i'm paraphrasing that but you know what i'm saying and so like it could recommend different videos from you based on your preference amazon prime knows that for me if you look at mine all you want to see is horror recommendations because that's all i watch um And I do watch the cheesy ones, but you know what? I like some of those old cheesy ones. Um, And so I will tell you that, you know, no matter what you do, you know, do it, one, for the Lord, two, do it out of fun. Don't take it as something extra. Don't stress about it. Just know that every day, try something new. And that's why this is a challenge platform. I don't always challenge you guys every day. I try to think of challenges sometimes when I'm on here, but sometimes it just flows out. Um. So it's based on my own life. So uh, or what I need to be doing. It helps keep me in the shape. You guys whip me up. Um. So I hope that you guys have a great day. Go listen to Whip It, Whip It Good, um, by Devo, as you are thinking of movies. All right. Have a good one. Bye. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day. Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes